Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and today you'll be meeting singer-songwriter Charlotte Ducheneau. Since a young age, Charlotte was interested in the creative arts, taking pleasure in writing and singing music. A self-taught guitar player, Charlotte was writing her own tunes in no time. Embracing all that music has to offer, Charlotte started to rely on her music to maintain consistency in her life. She began writing about the hardships of maintaining relationships from afar, being homesick, and everything in between. Today, we discuss her new single, Best For Me, which will be available on all streaming platforms on June 11th, her creative process, overcoming self-doubt, and much more. You can follow the singer-songwriter Musai on Instagram at charlotte.ducheneau. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Charlotte Ducheneau on Musai Collective. Hello, Charlotte. How are you today? Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to speak to you today about what you've been up to and your new single. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Good. Okay. So we're actually here in the Dominican Republic, everyone. And I actually met you and your family, I want to say like months ago when your family had a barbecue and we all were mingling and, you know, I got to know your family a little bit better. And then one day your father sent me over your profile. I was like, check this out. And then I actually ran into you at the recording studio, Project Paradise, when you were in the studio there recording, I think, I believe this next single that's coming out soon. And so, yeah, I really want to start off by talking about your origin as a singer and songwriter and how you got started in the music business and writing your own lyrics. And, you know, what's your story? So I've been really interested in music since I was really little. And I used to take piano lessons and I was sort of in like my school's choir and my school's band. It wasn't really something I looked at, like something that I actually thought I would, you know, want to pursue in the future. But then one spring break, I visited my grandparents in Virginia and I noticed that my grandmother had a guitar just sitting around the house and she used to play a little bit. And I was kind of really intrigued because I've always wanted to play the guitar and know how to play, but I never actually had a guitar to learn with. And so I brought the guitar home with me and went online. And my parents said that they weren't actually going to invest in any lessons until they knew that I was actually serious about it. Mm -hmm. And so I went online and essentially taught myself how to play. And once I had a couple, you know, a couple chords down, I started to write some of my first real songs. And in when I was really young, like maybe eight, eight or so, I would write songs, but they were more like poems because there wasn't actually any solid melody. So yeah, so once, once I had sort of the base of like actual music, that's when I was really able to actually start writing. Nice. You actually have your very first single, Best For Me, coming out on Friday, June 11th on all streaming platforms worldwide. Congratulations. <laughs> Can you tell us more about this release and what was inspiration behind this song? Yeah, so the song comes out on June 11th and I wrote the song a year ago, actually right 
before the pandemic hit. It's super cliche, but I actually wrote the song right after a breakup. This was the first song I wrote that was actually revolved around a breakup. And it sort of gave me the closure that I needed. And now before this song, I never really looked at, you know, my music that way and sort of helping me get through stuff. But now after I wrote that song, I've sort of been able to turn to my music a lot more when I really need to get through something or... This particular song, you know, kind of like helped you get through that breakup and kind of like music therapy, getting your feelings all out on the page and then creating this music out of that, that's pretty cool that you can start taking your music and applying it to like your life and using it to overcome something or, you know, step forward, have closure. I think that's really cool. So you have to always do what's best for you (laughs) in this life. Yeah. We're actually going to give you guys who are listening a preview of Best For Me right now. So here you go, everyone. Here's a 30 second teaser for you. Okay, everyone. And welcome back. We hope you enjoyed Best For Me, which is coming out on Friday, June 11th. And you can grab that on all streaming platforms worldwide. So Charlotte, it's got to feel a little surreal for you to hear the final mastered song after thinking back to when it was just lyrics on a piece of paper or an idea or words in your head. What's your creative process like when you're writing a new song or how would you best describe your sound as well? Whenever I write, it's usually, it usually just starts with me and my guitar. And sometimes I have the lyrics already and I'm trying to find a melody that perfectly fits the situation I've written about. Or I just come up with a melody off the top of my head and then the lyrics just come to me. So it really depends on the situation and what I'm trying to write about. And sometimes I know what kind of song I wanna write. And then other times I just am trying to get through something and then I end up just writing about that situation. So it really depends on what's going on. Yeah, and you know, like I think we can all agree that music and emotions there's such an incredible synergy there when you're feeling a certain way. And like, I know that like when I'm listening to music, it's really based on like my mood that day or how I'm feeling in the moment. Like I'm, I'm like, mm, I'm not in the mood for that today. Yeah. I feel like this or I need something more upbeat. Or maybe I just want to listen to some down tempo, like super chill, slow music and focus because I need to work. Or something. Exactly. It's really hand in hand, I think. I definitely try to write songs about how I'm feeling in the moment and also the kind of song that I want to be listening to when I'm feeling a certain way. That's kind of how I think about it when I'm trying to write something. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I really would love to like be able to write music and make a song. (laughs) That'd be so great. What was your experience like getting into the studio for the very first time? And where did you record? I recorded at Project Paradise, which is a local studio here in Cabarete. It was, it was really really surreal to really watch it all come together. And I was really nervous beforehand just because, well, it was both nerves and it was just complete excitement because when I started writing, I always had this dream of like, oh my God, one day I might actually be able to record this. Like it was, it was this a dream that I never actually thought was going to happen. And then we met Justin James, who's the, the one that runs Project Paradise. It was so crazy because I sort of felt like everything was coming together. Then I realized like there's so many other pieces, but that was really, that was a really cool moment. And then actually recording and everything, I feel like there's slight art- artistic differences and it was super cool and it was super fun and it was a really amazing experience. And I remember we went in the first time just to talk 
about like the song and which songs he thought were best for me to actually record. And I started playing best for me and he started playing along with me. And I've never really been, I've never really been around super musical people. And so it was just really cool to be in a setting where I was feeling really like heard and people actually understood what I was talking about. And when I told, you know, and when I told people that, you know, hey, maybe we could put an electric guitar in this, that I was being listened to and being validated and like they understood what I was talking about. And it was, it was really cool. It was super fun. Yeah, Yeah. that's so awesome. Good for you. And listen, like when you said, you know, you started talking about this was such a dream for me (laughs) and you never thought that, first of all, it's a full moon right now. So (laughs) it's all about manifestations right now. And second of all, we had another podcast guests from Thailand from Colors of Love and those ladies are all about dream activations and all about really stepping into your dreams and you're allowed to live your dreams so you're doing it and I'm proud of you thank you (laughs) okay I want to talk about facing your fears as an artist and stepping outside of your comfort zone and you know really pushing your own limits which I'm sure you have with this whole process and doing everything for the first time. How has this experience helped you overcome any limiting beliefs you may have had before? Maybe you were writing your music and you never really thought that you could make it this far and now you're going to be releasing this music. For sure. I mean, I remember I would go through periods where I would write songs and then stop writing because I was like, what's the point? I would sort of think very negatively just because I thought like it would protect me from not being hurt with being scared that like, I wouldn't actually go anywhere and I don't know like if I will but I am like trying very hard and that's definitely scary to put myself out there and doing that the first time I remember I released like the first teaser of the song and I was so scared to do that because I didn't know if anyone would like it I didn't know Personally, I've heard the song so many times and my judgment is so clouded by like really all my negativity when I put stuff out. And so I didn't even know that I didn't know how much I would really appreciate all the positive comments. And that really helped me a lot. I never actually performed the song live before, before the song came out or before I even thought about doing anything with it. And I did perform it live and that was, that was really such a cool moment because while I was singing it, I was kind of like, this is recorded now and people aren't just going to be hearing this from their tables. They're also going to hear it on their phones whenever they want, Mm -hmm. like on June 11th. Mm -hmm. And so that was so crazy. And I remember the first time I ever went on stage, it was at a talent show in seventh grade and I didn't have a guitar. I could not play well, but I sang a song and the fear was so immense. And I think my voice was shaky the whole time. And I did a recent performance for my school's, my current school's talent show. Yeah. And I think my confidence grew a lot because for one, I knew how to play the guitar. And also I just, I feel like if I'm not scared to do something, it, it sort of makes me feel like I don't care about mm. it. I feel like I have to be scared to know that I care about it. So being scared gives me that validation. You could say that I really, I really care. And if I weren't scared, I would kind of just, it would throw me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when, when I'm singing, it's a great feeling. And afterwards, 
it's so it's the best feeling in the whole world honestly <laughs> what is this it's feeling because everyone's clapping I mean, and you just did well, your performance everyone's and- clapping and i'm not the most vulnerable person unless i'm really talking to people that i can completely trust and when i go on stage i'm singing about things that have happened to me moments that i have not shared with anyone and things that i wouldn't tell any of those people in the audience about if I were just sitting down with them. Mm. And so I'm sharing this really vulnerable experience with them. And I think it's just the clapping. And just afterwards, I feel just like really on top of the world kind of because I've put myself out there and then to see it coming back at me Mm -hmm. and then just seeing it made other people happy. And maybe there's some people that didn't like the song. But then I see like my family likes the song and then I see like my friends like the song. And that's really all that counts. I just really want people to hear it and enjoy it. And if people don't, then that's perfectly (laughs) fine. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's definitely scary to go up there all the time. I'm really scared. Mm. But the feeling afterwards is really, really great. Amazing. I can see she's smiling from ear to ear right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what? As you were saying all of that, I was thinking to myself, as you continue to pursue this, over the years, I hope you do keep I, pushing I, yourself and yeah. stepping outside of your comfort zones and form because practice makes perfect. Perform live as much as you can. That's amazing. But what I was thinking is it's almost like your musical diary because <laughs> yeah. you're going to look back in maybe five, 10 years on the music that you've created. And that music is going to be based on some of your life experiences, which is pretty cool For that sure. you can have that. I mean, I I look back at songs I wrote maybe two years ago and I look back and I just think about the stuff that I couldn't prove, but then I don't because I realize how I've just progressed so much and improved from that point. And then also I remember what, where I wrote the song. I remember why I wrote the song and it's definitely, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I definitely turn to music like Mm -hmm. all the time and write about really anything. Becomes nostalgic almost. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like you said, you remember remember the day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Can you share with us maybe one or two of your musical muses that you've had growing up? I'm a major Taylor Swift fan. I really love Taylor Swift. I remember I, the first, I don't remember the first song I listened to of hers, but I remember the first album I bought of hers and just listening to repeat all of those songs, on repeat, all of those songs, all those songs. And I remember watching how she would perform on stage and her stage presence. And then like watching some interviews of her explaining how she wrote the song and just everything was sort of that when I started listening to Taylor Swift and I sort of started looking at how she wrote her music and sort of the whole process. I And then I started trying to do that myself. I kind of realized she, she kind of taught me her lyrics to me are like very honest and really vulnerable. And I think that's helped me try, you know, with that inspiration, I've sort of tried to do that through my music as well. And yeah, I just, I think she's definitely a major and been a major inspiration for me since I was really little. And only recently, I, I really, I only used to listen to Taylor Swift and only recently have I started to like sort of expand my horizons and listening to other artists because I don't really want to be closed off to just one genre. Mm-hmm. I want to be sort of in every genre, like pop, indie. And I started listening to a bunch of different bands that are sort of based in California, but really just all, all over. And I sort of just 
find inspiration in really almost anything. It could be from how they write the lyrics or just one little thing they might have done on the guitar that I really like or their vocals. I think you could find like source of inspiration through many different genres and artists and techniques. Yeah, for sure. So it's always an educational experience for you as you're listening to different genres and not just being inside one box. Yeah, and it's really fun to listen to a song from a genre that I never would have thought of even touching and then really actually enjoying the song Mm -hmm. so much. Yeah, and I think, especially as as an artist or, you know, (laughs) like I think it's good to not stay stuck in in one musical box to sort of try to, I don't know, incorporate other genres and mm-hmm. other sounds. Because I just kind of, I enjoy trying new things and like seeing where that takes me. That's always really And that's fun. good to have that open mindset because yeah. also as you grow and you evolve, your music, your musical style will evolve as well. Yeah. So you'll see that happen. So just enjoy every moment. Embrace the moment. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now it's time for the follow your bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive outcome from this pandemic you may have experienced or any life-changing lessons you've learned? So the pandemic started in March. And so I'm. we moved to the Dominican Republic in August of 2019. So I'd only been here, I'd been here less than a year. So it was a very difficult time for me really all over because I just left my friends in New York and I had barely any time to make any friends here or any connections. And then we were forced to be locked inside the house. And so I think that whole period was just super difficult because the only people I could talk to were the people that I couldn't even see. And I think throughout the pandemic, and I mean, for me, the pandemic is sort of still going on even though things have become more open like you know i i feel like there's this part of the pandemic that i'll sort of i don't know i've been closed off to my to my like friends since i moved here and i've been able to cope with a lot more and sort of make my own connections here so i think that wasn't that wasn't something i sort of had to teach myself when the pandemic started i kind of already knew how to communicate just through technology i'd say that one thing i learned for sure was being able to like just be able to talk about things before the pandemic started. I would tell people stuff, but you know, not really get into details about things. Like speaking your truth. Yeah. Like <laughs> talking about like, I don't know, my mental health definitely declined throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And before my mental, before the pandemic, my mental health wasn't stellar. Mm-hmm. But when the pandemic started, I felt the need to like really have to talk about those things and get through them. And I was able to like find solace in my sister and like my best friend. And I think with every everyone being virtual, that gave me kind of some kind of, it kind of, it, it helped me get through the whole situation knowing that literally everyone else was in their house on their computer doing school. Mm-hmm. And that was all they had. And it was, I'd say the first month of the pandemic was okay because it wasn't any different. I was still calling my friends, you know, two months before on the phone and that was the way it worked. But then knowing that everyone else had to do that kind of was just, uh, I don't know, this is going to sound super selfish, but it was kind of a relief to know that everyone was in the same situation and sort of knowing that like, no, that summer, no one was done it. No one was doing anything. I wasn't going to be able to see anyone. And it was, it was, it was very difficult at first, but I think one thing I learned was that I never thought of myself as a very extroverted person, but then having to be locked in the house, I realized that I do have to. Yeah. <laughs> 
I do have to talk to people. It's funny once it's been taken yeah. away from you, then you realize like, exactly oh, that. I guess I do need to be around some you, human in human interaction not- friends. Um, I, I want to say the same thing almost like I always considered myself extrovert, introvert ish, but there were times last summer in Toronto when I, you know, when it was like serious lockdown, you could only see maybe four people or this and this and this. And I remember like there were weeks where I would just be like on my own. And then when I would like go and have dinner with friends, I would realize how much I needed that. Yeah, exactly. And I remember I would go some days just not texting people and I wouldn't notice it. It wasn't like I did it on purpose, but then I get a call from someone or then I'd be like, Oh, I, I haven't spoken to them. And it really does. It just boosts my mood. Up For much. sure. And I think like also that the other thing with that is that I actually like hanging out with myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not like worrying exactly. about it, but then it's like, but then when I'm with people that I love and friends that make me happy and you feel energized afterwards and happy, totally. then you're like, Oh, I really needed that hangout. Exactly. So. And there's definitely some people that I'll hang out with and be like, hanging out with you has not really helped me. Like it hasn't really boosted my mood. Those are energy suckers. So you don't, exactly. you want to avoid those people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but I think the pandemic really, the one thing it has taught me is how much I definitely need social interaction. Mm-hmm. And I, exactly, I'm extroverted with some people. And then sometimes I'm, I just really want to sit inside and watch a movie and just not really talk to anyone. But doing that, at first it was, it was really cool. It was like, you know, school online, you couldn't ask for anything better. <laughs> you w- get to wake up like five minutes before school starts. You get to eat whenever you want. It like it was honestly the best thing for the first month. But then afterwards, we sort of realized it wasn't ending. Yeah. And it was kind of like, oh, God, we're stuck in the house with our siblings and our parents. <laughs> it was we had fights constantly. Yeah. And I think it's also taught me that like it's OK. It's not like you're not being selfish when you say you need space from the people that you love. Like for it's sure. really, it's fine. And at first I felt really badly for being really annoyed with my family. And then I realized like- <laughs> But it's you and everyone. Yeah. I think right now. So it's not sure. just you and it's okay because yeah. you're all in the same space and normally you're all out the door every morning mm-hmm. and you come back for dinner and you're eating. Exactly. It's, it's, and then you have yeah. to spend literally every hour. <laughs> but yeah, the pandemic taught me a lot of stuff. And I think at the end of the day, there were definitely some negative aspects to the pandemic, but I think it taught me a lot of things too. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. And yeah. So thank you so much for being here today and thank you so telling us your story, sharing your experiences with us and everyone you can catch best for me out on streaming platforms, June 11th. And Charlotte, thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Thank you.